It's undescribable. It's indescribable. And a person would give up everything in his life, everything that he has, every attachment that he has, he would give up just to experience this newness, this life that he has right at this moment. The only thing that he ever has at this moment, which is his life. And suffering, the root of suffering, is to be unaware of the life force that you have within you right now. So most people live a big part of their life with an underlying resentment. There's something wrong with what I have right now. What problem does a person have right at this moment? A question that a person really, really asks himself. A prob- what problem do I have at this moment? Of course, there is no problem at all, because in the face of life, in the face of the awareness of being alive, everything disappears. The deeper you are that you are aware that you are alive, means that you get out of your mind. You break out of your mind. You break out of your heart. You break out of your illusions of the future. You break out of the illusions of your past. And you come deeply into what is right now, the newness of what you have right now. And when you do that, you see that all of the problems are just another form, another obstacle that's stopping you from living in the present moment. And gives you the biggest illusion of all that somehow something in the future will make, let you be at peace, would let you not have anxiety, will let you be able to enjoy the present moment. But the real truth is that nothing can be further from the truth because the present moment is not an obstacle. It's not stopping you from trying to get to somewhere. You are already where you want to be. This demands a tremendous meditation. A person is exactly where he wants to be. But it's the idea that he's trying to get somewhere other than where he is, which is the illusion of ego, which is an illusion that's created by the mind, which stops him from living the present moment. But the mere fact of this, if a person be aware of it, if a person's enlightened with understanding, if a person meditates on this very deeply, by either thinking that now is the last day of his life, or by meditating deeply on what life is, which life is flowing through his veins, throwing, flowing through and pumping through his body. Life only happens at this moment. If a person is aware of that, then he realizes that that is the highest form of pleasure. Because that is not pleasure, but it's joy. It's the joy of being. The joy of having my neshama in my body which is the most magical experience of all, which only ever unfolds in the moment that I have right now. So we are explaining that this is the beginning of enlightenment, to start focusing on this, that there is a 
part of me, the inner core of me, the underlying who I am, which is my soul. It's something infinite. It's infinitely more greater than my mind. It's infinitely more greater than my heart. Because it is the core of who I am. It's what keeps me alive. It's what makes me alive. And you can't hold on to that. It, has, it flows through you. And all of negativity, all of suffering will try to stop that from flowing through you. But if you're light as a feather, if you're not resisting what is right now, your soul will flow through you. If you have tremendous attachments, tremendous desires, tremendous hopes for the future, you will miss the boat of life. You will miss exactly what you have right now. Which what you have right now is all you'll ever have. You will never have any more than what you have right now. Because your life only unfolds right now. So the Balatanya starts out this parak explaining a few short lines, which later on he's going to go in depth to explain these few short lines, which are the most cryptic lines of all. Which is why we spent so much time going into this. That the purpose of life is that the light of God, which is the light of the core of your soul, should flow through you, should be present in you. Why do we say flow through you? Because that's life. Life is it flows through you. It should be present in you. Could it be present by you holding on to it? If you hold on to it, then it becomes a moment. This moment becomes a moment in the past. And I'm holding on to this moment. But in order to be fully alive, you can never hold on to this moment. Because the magic of this moment is that it's a continuous moment. It's a continuous newness. It's a continuous life. And a person has to meditate very deeply into this. It doesn't matter if you consider yourself smart or if you feel that you're not understanding this. Because you have to close your eyes and meditate on life to understand what life is. Life is the easement, the easiness of my soul flowing through my body. My soul, when my soul flows through my body, I didn't ask for its permission. It is life, it is what I have. But a person is too busy trying to get to some future where he can appreciate with what he has. He's too busy with all his attachments, all his desires, all his hopes for what's going to happen. What happens in life is the most insecure thing that we have in life. The security that we put in the temporary life, in our temporary hopes and dreams, which constantly change. Every couple of years, a person constantly changes. What he wants. The security that we put in that. In what happens. Is the root of all suffering. Because it creates all types of desires for some type of better future. And all the while it squanders the present. Which is the only thing that a person has. Which is life. Which is the easy. Which is easement. Which makes a person look 
at the present moment either as an obstacle or as a means to an end or as the enemy which that's death that is the root of suffering because the present moment is all you have how could it be an obstacle the present moment is all you have how could it be a means to an end how could you be at war with the present moment being at war with the present moment is not letting life flow through you so it's the paradox of having your soul in your body which creates all suffering why is it the paradox because your body creates a sense of self which is the sense of ego which wants to hold on to one moment in time because it's so magical but the only way you could experience the magic is by not holding on by holding and letting go which is what what happens every single breath could you hold your breath could you hold on to this moment if you try to hold on to this moment you will get death you will get suffering if you are attached to this moment with tremendous desires if you have tremendous desires to go above with what you have this moment you're going to suffer So the Balatanya is putting in a radical paradigm shift for a person. And he's talking to a person who was suffering tremendously. Because this person was much closer to enlightenment than a regular person. Because a person who puts his hopes in a temporary present moment, in a temporary... A person who puts his hopes in some type of security that he's going to get, is a person that's completely asleep. He's completely missing the greatest pleasure of all which is life itself but a person who's going through suffering and his temporary securities that he has are stripped away from him what is he left with he's left with the only thing he ever had which is life itself and how terrible it would be for such a person who's a step away from enlightenment for him to use that for resentment and complaining and interpretation You see, the meaning of pain starts with enlightenment. What does that mean? It starts with psychologically. It starts in my mind. If I came, for example, to Avadi Yosef, to Rebbe Avadi Yosef, and I'm talking to him, and all of a sudden I get a big smack in my face. And I look up and I see Rebbe Avadi Yosef smiling from ear to ear and blessing me. That smack that I just got is going to have tremendous pleasure. There's going to be a tremendous pleasure in that smack. But if I look up at Rebavadi Yosef and I see that he is actually very upset, then all of a sudden that smack will have tremendous pain. So it's actually not the pain that causes me pain, but it's my interpretation of the pain. It's my observation of it, which adds to the pain, <laughs> magnifies it or diminishes it and eliminates it. A person will go through tremendous pain just to have this moment that is right now. 
but he's unaware of it, and therefore he's constantly running for a better future. And it's extremely important to understand what the Balatani is going to share over here in this parak, because in this parak he's actually saying that the frustration you have in your life is really an awakener for you to start living life. On some level, a person who has big dreams of being a billionaire, of something great happening in the future, and he's highly motivated with those dreams, and every obstacle that gets in his way just makes him more want to get to that success. He's a person who will be asleep his entire life. But a person who experiences certain types of frustration, certain types of pain, certain lack of fulfillment in, the, in what he's hoping for, in what he's hoping to get, is an awakener of presence. It's an awakener of Yishkunayr Hashem. It's an awakener for him to realize that all you ever have in this world is the present moment. And that's why the Balatanya asks this person, doesn't ask him, but he puts down a statement, a statement for meditation. You understand? He starts this parak with telling you, I want to enlighten you with understanding. Look very carefully. You're right now suffering in pain. In pain means you're present right now. You have no hopes for the future. You're busy resenting what is. But is what is so terrible? Or is what is the only thing you have? And in the, in the face of that being the only thing you have, are you really suffering at all? Or are you fully alive? And are you just covering up what is? You understand? A person who's running somewhere, he's running, he's attached. Is he ever here? Rotson, he has will. Rotson, hatiyas anefesh. Rotson means to want something, means to be somewhere other than when you are. How can you have joy? How can you have pleasure? How could you have contentment, satisfaction if you're running to be somewhere else? But a person who his wants have been taken away from him. He has resentment right now to this moment. He could either be very, very unsatisfied or he could use that as a portal to what is. Now what's stopping him from doing that? What's stopping any of us from living life to what is right now? And what's stopping us from doing that is our deep attachments that we have to this world. Our deep-rooted attachments. And the Balatanya says, This is not the way with the light of your soul, with the light, enlightenedness of your life, with the, with the sun of your consciousness, the sun of your neshama, what we discussed yesterday, the deep clarity of life, the newness, the freshness of your mind, of purpose, the passion in your heart. That's not the way that you're going to be able to live fully, vibrant. You're not going to be able to meet every person without their story. If you're going to be obsessed with attachments, you're going to miss everybody because everything's going to be insignificant. You're going to talk to people as if they're insignificant. You're going to talk to your spouse as if they're insignificant because something better is going to happen. Because this moment right now, there's an underlying resentment to this moment. How can you ever meet the person that is if you have some hopes of becoming, some tremendous attachments for the future? And this is a tremendous meditation that nobody wants to do. Because they're too busy, attached to some future. Where then I'm going to become compassionate. And in that future, life is, I'm going to make peace with the now. Oh, I love this concept, but I can't do it now. 
This is a concept. This needs analysis. This needs time. This needs meditation. And the last day of my life, when I'm going to be 70 years old, when I have a big white beard, when I'm going to be older, I'm going to be a grandmother, that's when I will incorporate this into my life. But to, to live life now, that I cannot do. Because there's too many important things I want to accomplish in this world. There's too many important things to focus on what's the purpose of my life. And that's what the Balatanya says. The light of your soul cannot flow through your body. The light of your life, the life, being one with life, which is all you have, cannot flow through your body. If you desire other things, if you're attached to a life of the flesh, if you're attached to your children, if you're attached to your own becoming, because all the while you will miss what is, And this is why we explained that Yom Kippur is like the person's chuppah, which Yom Kippur is another form of Matan Torah. And on Matan Torah, the Jews figured out that they were marrying God. And on the day of your marriage is the day that you fast. It's the day that you take everything material and you show that that materiality, my body, my materiality is going to express my soul. My body is there, not for me to serve it, but for it to serve me, for it to be surrendered to me so I can be able to live life. I am marrying somebody, not for them to worship me, but me to be able to give them. I am marrying someone for me able to be united with them in mind and heart, to see the world through their eyes, to love them, to be compassionate to them, to become one with them. But if I have hopes and aspirations for myself, if I have a self that has to become, and I'm marrying this woman so she can make me whole, so she can worship me, which is a thing that we laugh about, but most of us do all the time, that I can get compliments. What could you do for me? If I'm marrying this person for a hope that one day we will be, have a marriage in love, which love equates to you worshiping me, and you looking at me and doing for me, which is a complete misunderstanding of what is life, and what is love, and what is unity, and what is one unit. One unit is the giving of self, not the getting of self, not holding on to self. You have a self, you have a separate sense of identity, you have a lot of feelings, you have a lot of pleasure. But can you give that to another person? That is life, not to take from another person. And even if you take from another person, and even if you momentarily move out of the space, that's not life, that's a form of death, that's a form of suffering. We all have suffering, we don't ask for it. We all lose consciousness, temporarily. We are not talking about living a life as a perfect person. It's not a goal to be had. But it's the recognition, the enlightenment, that when am I fully alive when I'm giving to my spouse, not when I'm getting. I might get, I might forget about this, I might still hold on to it, because I'm not perfect. But at the end of the day, I will go right back to the truth. Which the truth is, what can I give to my spouse? What can I give to my children? Not what I can get. Not what type of nachas they're going to give me. Not that they are all a, purpose, a thing in me. Which is building myself. 
which is an imaginary illusion of who I am, and it's incomparable to the life force that flows through me. So my attachments, my desires, my needs are arrogance, are an illusion of who I am, are stopping me from living, are trying to project me into a future, are trying to create an identity from the past, all the while stopping with what is, because I have no identity at this moment. I have no hopes for the future tomorrow. My life force through me has no hopes for the future. Why did I get married? Just to experience unity. Unity with my spouse. That means we become one unit. That means I try to see the world through her eyes, not resist what she says. That means I look at the other person, whether it's a man or woman, and I try to see the, the difference, the difference between us, which allows there to be unity. The differences between us brings us together. It makes me not be alone, not be selfish. So I could surrender the sense of self. And then life and love will flow through both of us. And I'm not looking for something in return, because what I'm looking for is life itself. Which life itself is the only thing we ever have. It's much greater than the pleasure. It's much greater than the attachments that we project. It's much greater than one moment of time in being worshipped. Because that is life itself. And that's what the Balatanya is starting to explain to this person, which we went into in the beginning of the Agdamas, that the root of all suffering... Is trying to hold on to life, trying to hold on to one minute of time, which that is the ego, which that is selfishness, that is death, that is suffering. And on the opposite side is life. <laughs> and life and love is something that flows through you. If you are not attached, if you don't have tremendous desires, if you allow the present moment to be, and this demands tremendous meditation because most people are attached. Most people have hopes for becoming. And because most people are trapped in ego. And most people don't want to focus on this. And they are not looking for enlightenment. But a person who lives his life like this, even for one moment, experiences the lightness of his soul. Experiences the gift of being able to give to another person. The gift of being able to be alive. The gift of being able to experience love with every person around you. Which is the essence of what he's saying is Yishkenor Hashem. So the beginning of all suffering is the deep desires and the deep attachments that a person has to things other than what is right now, which is the, which is the life that is going through him. And that's the beginning of enlightenment. So it's the statement alone that how would the light of my soul that's pumping this minute flow through myself with tremendous desires for a future? With tremendous hopes that my spouse will worship me, was my, that my spouse will give me something. We come to the Shalom Bayez person and we tell him, I'm not getting enough. This person has to change. Or with asking yourself, what can I give to the other person? Why did I marry you? Is it because I want something? Or because I want to give? It's because I want my soul to flow through me. And that's the essence of what he's telling this person, that all of his suffering started from the fact how he's interpreting what is right now. But if he goes very deep into it, and he drops his attachments, he drops his desires because of his pain. Because his pain is allowing him to do that anyways. He's not getting what he wants. Then he realizes what he wants really is right now the present moment, which is the light of his soul to flow through him, which makes it unconditional. Which gives him the ability to fully be alive, to fully give, to fully appreciate the present moment. Which is ultimately the only thing every person has. And that's Yishkan Hashem. Appreciating the present moment, with what, which is the only thing a person ever has. Thank you.